On the Pasuk, this is the Pasuk referring to when Yosef is thrown into a pit, the Torah describes it as an empty pit without any water. We find in the Gemara, in the Sugi of Hanukkah, that the Omer of Kano, Dorash Rab Nosen Bar Manyumi, in the name of Rab Tanchum, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, If the Pasuk says, that the boy is empty, don't I already know that there's no water? So why does it say there's no water? It's coming to imply something. There was no water there, but there was something else there. There were snakes and scorpions in the pit. Now simply, the fact that the Gemara is bringing this drosha about the Vahaboy Reik in the Sugi of Hanukkah is because this drosha is being said by the same Mandam or by the same Amoira that said the previous drosha. Amar Afkana, Dorash, Rabnasan, Barman Yumi, so first it says one halacha regarding the halachis of Hanukkah, about a neir shal Hanukkah, and then it continues from the same mandom or about this vahaboy reik. But as discussed many times, every single thing in Torah is betachlus adik is completely, completely precise. And therefore when the Gemara brings a drasha in a particular sugi, it's not only because of some side connection, like in our case it happens to be the same person that said both statements, but rather that the drasha has a more inner connection to the sugya where it's being brought. From this we understand also to apply this in our case, that there must be a connection in toichen, and content, between this statement about Vahaboy Reik with the idea of Hanukkah. Especially, based on what the Shalor writes in the beginning of our parsha that the parshiyas of Ayeshev, Mikates, Vayigash, have a connection to Hanukkah, and this Pasuk, of course, Vahaboy Reik Einboy Mayim, is a Pasuk in Parshat Vayeshev, so it must be connected to the idea of Hanukkah. Chazal tell us, as a general statement, Ein Mayim Ela Torah, that water is Torah. And from this we understand, when the, when the Torah speaks about Mayim, it's also hinting to Torah. So to apply that now to our case, and especially in our case, on the Pasuk Vahaboy Reik Einboy Mayim, we actually have a clear Medrash. The Medrash says that it's speaking about Torah. The Medrash says, boy reik means that the boy of Yaakov was emptied out. It doesn't have Torah. Torah that's compared to water. As we'll see later in the Sikha, this is referring to that the children of Yaakov weren't acting in accordance to Torah. Says the Rebbe, so this is now also the inner meaning of this Maimar Chazal when we say that there's no water in the pit, but that there were snakes and scorpions. Especially, says the Rebbe, actually in the Medrash, these two Pirushim are brought together, one following the other. It brings both things. First of all, the thing from the Gemara, the same as the Gemara, that there's no water, but there's snakes and scorpions. And secondly, what we just mentioned, that there's, that there's no water, meaning that there's no divrei Torah there. So what's the connection between these two things? Because when one is in a state of ein by divrei Torah, that doesn't have the words of Torah, ein by mayim, which is Torah, then automatically there's negativity, there's nechashim v'akrabim, snakes and scorpions. There is no in-between. That means the lack of divrei Torah is not only that now you're empty, you don't have Torah, and you may be filled with other things, mundane things, neutral things, but rather, if your boy is empty of Torah, then automatically there's Nechashim Vakrabim, there's snakes and scorpions, things that are against Kedusha. The Rebbe says this is similar to a Pirush of the Baal Shem Tev. On the Pasuk, Vesartem Vavadetem, the Pasuk says, Vesartem Vavadetem Alekim Achreirim, which simply means you'll turn and, and, and serve other gods. Says the Baal Shem Tev, Vesarta means the moment a person turns away, he separates himself from Hashem, he's Baruch, then automatically there's Vahavadetem, he's serving Avoy Dezara, that there's nothing in between.
Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand why the Torah doesn't even have to say clearly that there were snakes and scorpions in it. We learn it as a result from the fact that there's no water. Because again, this is something that doesn't even have to be specified that there are snakes and scorpions. That there's no, that there are snakes and scorpions is a result. The fact that there's no water, there's no, this automatically causes the negativity of the snakes and scorpions. And this is also why the Medrash brings these two Pirushim one after the other, following one from the other. Because one Pirush, one interpretation is dependent and explained by the other. The fact that there are Nechashim Vakrabim is a result from the fact that ain't by Mayim, that there's no Divrei Torah. And that's actually why it leads to something that's against the Torah. The fact that they go and sell Yosef. The Rebbe says, seemingly we could ask. We can understand by the Pirush of the Baal Shem Tev and Vesartem Vavadatem, since we're speaking about the actual bond and connection of a Yid to Hashem. So it can be understood that the moment there is a Vesartem, the moment someone turns away from his connection to Hashem, automatically there's the opposite, that it's Vavadatem, he's involved in things that are against Hashem. Or even Avoidah at least Avoidah in a subtle way. Foreign Avoidah. But in our case, if we're speaking about the lack of Torah, the lack of Mayim, why do we have to say that just because there isn't Torah, automatically there is a Metzius of Nechoshim Vakram, of snakes and scorpions, something that's against the Torah? Another thing we need to understand, it's known that the brothers of Yosef were of the opinion that Yosef was Chayiv Misa. They considered him someone that was plotting to kill them. And therefore, he has a din of a right if someone that's trying to kill somebody else, according to Torah, you're allowed to kill him. Or for other reasons that the Mepharshia Torah discussed, but the bottom line is that they were convinced that according to Torah, they had the right to kill him. If that's the case, why is the Medrash saying that by killing Yosef, this is connected with what we said before, the Medrash that we brought before, Nisiroikin Boireshel Yaakov, the Boire of Yaakov doesn't have the very Torah that the children are not, it's, it sounds like the Shvotim and Chaz Vashalom not taking into consideration the words of Torah, where in fact, according to their opinion, they're acting according to the din of Torah. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first prefacing the reason why Chazal compared Torah to water. Torah generally is compared to a number of things. It's compared to bread, compared to wine, compared to oil and so on. Each one of these is clearly describing a different characteristic of the Torah. What about water? Why is it compared to water? So Chazal say that the reason Torah is compared to water is to tell you that just like water leaves a high space to go down to a low place, so to divrei Torah only lasts and only endure in a person that is humble. In other words, Mayim is not describing Torah itself, but rather describing the humility that the person has to have when he's learning Torah. Now we can understand what the Medrash is saying, that the boy of Yaakov became emptied. There's no divrei Torah, meaning to say that they did have Torah, the Shvatim, and the dinim of the Torah. We just asked before, if they, why are we saying that the boy is empty of Torah if they're trying to act according to Torah? Because the problem was, there's, what's lacking is the Mayim Shebet Torah, the water, the humility of the Torah that, that they're supposed to have together with the Torah. In other words, according to their high level, they should have had a greater level of humility. This idea that according to one's high level he needs more humility is understood from a halacha we know that when we bend our knees by Shemina Esrei, so usually we bend our knees by Baruch and we make sure that we're standing upright for Hashem's name, but a king, a melech, once he bends his knees in the beginning of Shemina Esrei, needs to remain bent down the whole Shemina Esrei because again he needs a greater measure of bittel. 
Says the Rebbe, but now our previous question actually becomes stronger. That is, if we're saying that the Shvatim had Torah, what's missing is the idea of, of the Bittu. So the question that we had before that we said that as soon as there's no water, automatically there's Nechashim Vakrabim. So how do we now understand that just for the fact that the person is lacking the bitul, that humility, that's why automatically you're saying there's nechashim va'akrabim, there's automatically snakes and scorpions, opposition to Torah. How do we understand this? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, the main thing of Torah is that through Torah, through learning Torah, one connects with the noisin Torah, the giver of the Torah Hashem. And therefore, bitul, humility, is such a crucial, crucial condition. As long as a person is a metzius, an entity for himself, then automatically he's limited by those limitations that a nivra, that a creature has, that a created being has, and therefore it's not capable to connect to the nois in our Torah, to the giver of Torah who's completely infinite. It's only when a person is standing with complete bittel, with complete humility, and it's completely nullified, he's go- then he's going out of his own limitations and his own definitions, that's when he could connect with the true bleakful of the noise in the of Hashem. With this we'll also understand what we say in the end of Shemayin Esri. We say, How do these two things follow from each other? What's the connection? My soul will be like dust to everyone, open my heart in your Torah. In fact, the question is seemingly the other way around. Limuda Torah, to learn Torah, Psach Libi Secha has to be with a koch, with an excitement, with understanding, using your intellect, which is all only possible when one's koiches, one's faculties are standing in a metzius. The nafshik offer la is negating, is, is nullifying the person's metzius. Seemingly this is a, a contradiction to be able to koch, to be able to have an excitement, enthusiasm, understanding in Torah. But the answer is, because when we're speaking about Psach Libi Besoyer we want that Hashem should open our hearts in Hashem's Torah. When could a person be a keli, a vessel, to receive Hashem's Torah, who, that, which is completely unlimited? It's only when the person first has that absolute bitul. Not only regular bitul, but as it says, nafshi ka'ofer la koil. It's completely like dust to everyone. And what is dust? Everyone's stepping all over it. And through this bitl, that's the way he becomes a keli to be able to receive the Torah of Hashem. Then, of course, will come the Yagaito, his toil and his effort with his intellect. He'll be able to then receive the Torah of Hashem into and through his inner koiches, psach secha. Says the Rebbe, with this we're going to understand something that seems to be a question, a wondrous thing that we find regarding limudat Torah. And that is that Dibur verbalizing Torah has a certain advantage even over understanding Torah. Where do we see this? Says the Rebbe, the halacha is that a person that's just thinking the words of Torah doesn't have to make the bracha of birchas Torah because hirur, thinking is like in Dibur, it's not like speaking. Another thing that we learn is that whatever a person learns just by thinking and he's, he's able to verbalize it and he doesn't say it, that he's actually not yoytze the obligation of the mitzvah of limadet Furthermore, even the understanding of Torah is connecting with verbalizing and saying the words of Torah. Chazal say on the Pasuk, Chayim heim l'moytzeim, the Torah is a life. L'moytzeim simply means to those that find Torah. Say Chazal, don't read it l'moytzeim, but rather l'moytzeim. 
L'moitzieyim means to those that let it out of their mouths, to those that verbalize the words of Torah. The Gemara says, Imarucha, if the Torah is arranged not only in your mouth, in all of your avarim, in all of your limbs, that's the way Torah is going to be secure by you. It's going to be guarded. And if not, Torah won't last by the person. How do we understand this? Seemingly, when a person is saying the words of Torah, of Torah Shavalpan, he doesn't understand what he's saying. The Psaq Dinu Shulchan Aruch is that it's not considered learning at all. That means the idea of learning by Torah Shabalpek consists of the fact that you need to understand what you're learning. So why would it be that in this kind of learning, that verbalizing, saying the words of Torah should be so important to the extent that if it's missing, not only do we say you don't have to make a bracha, and that you're not yoytze the mitzvah of but that mishtameris, it's not even guarded by the person. In other words, that even the understanding of the Torah by the person doesn't last. So the explanation goes back to what we said, that the main idea of Torah is the connection that one has through Torah with the Noisen Torah, with the one who gave the Torah with Hashem. And therefore, when a person is learning the Torah, it has to be in a way that the understanding of the matter is not coming just based on the seichel of the person himself, but as it is from Hashem, Torah Baruch And this is, this is how we understand now that it's not enough just even having Bitul as an introduction an introduction to the learning of Torah, but the learning itself has to be in a way of Bitul. And this is why the Limud has to be, as we said, the learning has to be, and the pay have to verbalize it. And it has to come into all of your Amach Evarim. Why? Because when a person is learning Torah only with his intellect, which is the greatest mile, the greatest quality the person has, but that means that the person is still remaining very much in his Metzius, in his existence, He's remaining an entity as a person. And therefore he cannot absorb the Torah of Hashem. The Rebbe says this is a kalvachimer, of a, trying to put an elephant through the eye of a needle. And the Rebbe says the logic goes like this. If an elephant which is limited, and yet, because the eye of the needle is smaller than it, it's completely out of the question that it should be able to go through the eye of the needle. In fact, this is something that someone does, one doesn't even see this in his dream. How much more so Torah, which is connected to Hashem. This is the very delight of Hashem in His very essence. The true bleakvul. So certainly it's impossible for it to be able to be grasped and absorbed in the intellect, intellect of, a, of a finite person. And therefore we say, on its own, if you're not going to verbalize it, there's no way it could last by the person, as a person is with his limitations. And as the Gemara actually tells over over there about a Talmud, that was learning quietly, he wasn't saying the words out loud, and he was forgetting his learning. But when a person connects the learning with his mouth, he verbalizes the words. And even lower than that, Ramach Evarim, he makes sure it penetrates the rest of his body, which are lower than Seichel, it's lower than the Maila, than the high qualities of the person. In other words, the learning is in a way that the person is going down from his great high pedestal, from his high levels. And it's now going to permeate all of his Ramach Evarim. He's, in this way, he's being mevatel his metzies. It's not focused on how great his seichel is. He's being mevatel. He's nullifying his metzies. It's specifically, this is the way that now the Torah of Hashem, which is completely infinite, should be able to become absorbed in a pnimius of the person. And that's why it's going to be mishtameres. The Torah is going to be guarded. It's going to be secure by the person. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand very well this Maimar Chazal. Mayim ain't, but he doesn't have water, but there's Nechashim Vakram, there's snakes and scorpions. And we said that it means the moment there's no water, there's snakes and scorpions, and we asked, why is that? 
So the Rebbe explains, says the main point of Torah is the connection of noit, with Noitz and Torah with Hashem, which comes through the bitul of the person that's learning. Therefore, there's no room for anything in between. Either he has the bitul to the Noitz and Torah, and then he's going to be mechaven, his learning that means when he learns it's going to be aligned with the emes of Torah, how it is from the based on the will of Hashem, the giver of the Torah. But if chas v'shalom he's lacking the maim, he's chas v'shalom he's lacking that bitl of Torah, then he's lacking the connection to the noise in our Torah. As we said before, with the kalvo chaymer from the elephant being able to go through the eye of the needle. And therefore it's exactly the same like we said before, about v'sartem will immediately be v'avadetem. As if he doesn't have that connection with the noise in our Torah, then there will be the nechoshim v'akram, the snakes and scorpions, that means not only he doesn't have a shaykhus to Torah, as the Chazal say, the Torah can't be found by those that are arrogant and hoary, but rather, with this he's actually opposing Kedusha, he's a menagat to Kedusha. As the Chazal say, that Hashem says, I cannot live together with the Balgaiva. And furthermore, it's as if he serves Avayda Zorah. Balgaiva says it's as if he serves Avayda Zorah. It's as if he's Koifer Be'ikr, which is again similar to the Va'avadatem that we said. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand what the Medrash is saying regarding the brothers of Yosef, that What were they lacking? It wasn't that they were lacking the actual learning of Torah. And as we said before, they, they were of the opinion that Yosef, according to the Halacha, was Chayiv Misa. But what they were lacking was, according to their level, they were lacking the idea of the Mayim, the Bitul, that they should have had. And this is why their Psakadin was also not aligned to the way Torah, to the actual, actual Halacha of Torah. In regards to Einish of Yosef, they were not paskening in the right way. The Rebbe says, the stories of this parsha regarding the episodes that happened with Yosef and his brothers, of course case came as an introduction in what led to Golos and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The sale of Yosef led to Yaakov and his children coming down to Mitzrayim and so on. And ultimately the goal of all of that being Matan Torah. Says the Rebbe, so the same thing in regards to this idea that we say that Mayim Einboy, but Nechoshim Vakrabim Yeshboy, that the Torah teaches in this parsha, is also relevant to the whole idea of Matan Torah, because we know that this idea of the Mayim Shebet Torah, the water of the Torah, the bitl that's needed by the person learning Torah to connect to the Nois and Torah, this mainly actually started mainly by Matan Torah. The Rebbe explains the difference between the way the Ovis learned Torah before Matan Torah and the learning of Torah of the children after Matan Torah is that before Matan Torah the learning was what's called Bekoyach Atzmoy. It was what the Ovis were able to achieve on their own. They were able to understand the Torah as much as a Nivra, created being, has the ability to grasp, to understand and so on. The Chidush of Matan Torah was Venosan Lon Westeros, that it's Hashem giving the Torah as it's His Torah. Hashem's Torah, which we quoted before, Hashem's delight, so to speak, within Himself. And this is being given from, by, from Hashem to each and every Yid. As could also be understood from the Psaktin, that every single Yid, every single day, has to say, where we say these words, that Hashem gave us a Torah. Says the Rebbe, this also explains the Ma'am Chazal that the Gemara says that originally Moshe Rabbeinu was learning Torah and he was forgetting it until Hashem gave it to him as a present, as a gift. And the question is, seemingly, how does this make sense? Before Matan Torah, they were also learning Torah. Chazal say that from the times of the Avois, they never stopped sitting and learning Torah. And it's obvious that they weren't forgetting what they were learning. Especially that otherwise you can't be referring to it as Yeshiva. 
In other words, the whole idea is sitting and learning and remembering the Torah and so on. So how does it make sense that specifically after this, after Matan Torah, Moshe Rabbein is now forgetting Torah, what's going on? But the explanation is that the learning of Torah before Matan Torah was again, Torah as it's Be'erech to the creation. Torah as much as they were able to reach on their own, as we said. And therefore it could be absorbed in a primis, they could get it, they could remember it, and they could retain it. Where by by Matan Torah, Hashem was giving Moshe Torah, so Hashem's Torah, the way it's completely higher than creation. That which is something that a nivra, that a created being, cannot on his own, with his own koyach, actually absorb it. And that's why Moshe is learning it and forgetting it. Like we said before about this idea of Eino Mishtameres. Until Hashem gives it to him b'matonu. Hashem that's koyachal, that's able to do anything. He could connect the bleak gvul and the gvul, the infinite and the finite. So he takes his Torah, which is completely unlimited, and gives it to Moshe Rabbeinu. We say, When you give a gift, you're giving it all the way. He's giving it in a way of matana that's coming. How does a matana come? Not because you paid its value. In other words, it's coming completely from above. Hashem is giving it to a finite nivra. And the same is true regarding every single year. That the Torah of Hashem is absorbed in a pnimius mishtameris. Only why? Because because Hashem is giving it to us as a gift. Hashem is giving it to the Torah matana, so now we can accept it. Now, it doesn't mean we don't have to do anything. On the other hand, says the Rebbe, although the Yidin are taking the Torah from the Koyach because of the noise in our Torah, but we still have to have what we spoke about before, the idea of the Bittul. So that you should be able to keep the Torah as discussed before at length. Because, since the whole purpose is that all things, even the greatest things, a person should come, should take with some form of Avoida, shouldn't be in what's called Namad Chsufa, bread of shame, something he didn't work for. Therefore, the person also has to do something from his part to make himself deserving, Roy, at least to a certain degree, to absorb the Torah of Hashem. And that is how he leaves his Metzius, his Hagbolois, to be able to tap in to this Koyach of Hashem and to take the Torah that's Blikvul. The Rebbe goes back now to the original part of the Sikha. According to this, we can now understand the connection of the Maimar Chazal Mayim Einboy. And the idea of Hanukkah, and we said that this is why the Gemara is bringing this idea of a Haboy Reik, Mayim Einboy, in the Sugi of Hanukkah. It is known, says the Rebbe, the explanation of the Loshon that we say in Va'ala Nisim, Malchus Yavan that the evil Greek empire got up, they wanted to make the Yidden forget Hashem's Torah. What does this mean? That the Yevonim, the Greeks, wanted the Yidden to forget, not the actual Chachma of Torah itself, the intellect of the Torah, or to take them away from learning Torah generally, but specifically make them forget that it's Torah Secha, that it's the Torah of Hashem. This is also the reason why they were metame, they contaminated all the oil in the Hegel. They didn't destroy the oil, they made it tummy. Why is that? Because Shemen represents this level of Chachma. And the Yevonim, the Greeks, agreed that the Yidin should have Shemin, meaning they should have Chachman, they should have the intellect of Torah to learn Torah. But they wanted it should be Tomei Chas V'Shalom. In other words, that it shouldn't be connected with Kedusha, with the holiness of Torah, with the noise in our Torah, that it shouldn't be Torah Secho Hashem's Torah. This is one of the reasons, says the Rebbe, why Hashem makes a special miracle, that we should find the jug of pure oil. Even though technically, halachically, they could have used Tomei oil, there's a concept called Tumah Hutra Betzibur, if it's the whole congregation, the whole community, Tomei, or there's no, the, the oil is Tomei, they would be allowed to use the Shem and Tomei. Because the whole point of the victory of the war is this idea that it should be Torosecha, to have pure oil. And this is why Hashem makes specifically that they should find the pure oil. 
And this is again similar to what we said before in regarding to this idea of Mayim Einboi. That it's specifically through the Mayim of Torah, when you have that Bitul to the Nois in our Torah, that's when we ensure that there's no negativity, there's no Nechoshim Vakrabim. So just like we said that over there, similarly in the idea of Hanukkah, that specifically through lighting the Neireis Hanukkah with the pure oil, this is the way we come to Kalyor Rigla de Tarmudoi. Just to explain briefly, the Gemara says that we light the Menorah until Kalyor Rigla de Tarmudoi, which simply is referring to certain people and they stop walking in the marketplace. But the word Tarmudoi, says the Rebbe, also the word Tarmudoi, the word Tarmud is the same letter as the word Meiredis, which means those that rebel. So, there are people that could rebel chas v'shalom against Hashem. So as long as there's no Shem in Torah, as long as there's no pure oil, Torah oh, there's still some room for this merida, for this rebellion, moiredis against Hashem, like we said before, v'sartem, v'avadetem. But it's when we light the menorah, our Pesach basin b'chutz on our doors, shining to the outside, we're illuminating the outside. So then chal yirigla the tarmudoy means we're getting rid of these people that are rebelling against Hashem or the clippers that are rebelling against Hashem. And even it says chal yirigla tarmudoy and shook from the marketplace. In other words, even those that are the furthest outside, we get rid of that completely. We get rid of the moiredes and even rigla the tarmudoy, the feet of the tarmudoy means the very lowest level. We completely get rid of all this negativity and we illuminate the darkness of the golos and we bring down the geulah amitiz vashleima bekarev mamish.